Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, first of all, I just want to tell you guys that I really appreciate those reviews and ratings. It's always really fun to see what people have to say because I really do this because I love to help. I love bringing up ideas and topics that make you think and will hopefully make you take some action so that you feel better. So today I want to talk about something that has been on my list to talk about for months. I mean, literally, it's like every week I keep, just keep pushing it back. Well, today I'm just going to go ahead, go ahead and go for it. Um, not for any real reason other than it just felt right this week. So first, I want to tell you that I spend a lot of my time talking with women, you know, every week that want to lose weight. Okay. Losing weight is probably the number one reason somebody ever will talk to me. Um, or maybe they want to decrease, you know, the size of their hips or reduce belly fat. But basically people, you know, talk to me because they want help, you know, helping their body shape and their body image. Okay. It's like the biggest thing that I talk about each week with new or current clients or women trying to decide whether or not they want to work with me. I literally eat, sleep and breathe nutrition, fitness, movement, hormones, meal ideas, recipes, and so much more. I even dream about creating nutrition plans for people. And I know that sounds so boring to some people, but I love it. And I love it even more when I can help someone find what works for them. And I got to tell you truthfully, I'm maybe obsessed with this field. I love it. In fact, I'm taking another workshop this weekend. I just can't get enough, but it's actually a little bit of a problem because, you know, people are like paying attention to what's happening in the world. And I am, don't get me wrong. I read an email every day that I get that keeps me updated on, you know, things happening with the war and our economy. But at the end of the day, I'm actually more interested. And this is my own fault and not being very, but I just want to be honest. I'm more interested in learning about nutrition and emotions and all the things that I talk about on here. So just wanted to point that out, that I am aware that I should probably get out of this little <laughs> cubby hole for a while. Anyway, most people though, when they come to me, they're looking for answers. I mean, of course they are, right? Of course, when you hire a nutrition and lifestyle coach, you want them to show you the way. Totally understandable. But many people are a little frustrated in the beginning because when I tell them that they first need to learn how to listen to their body, their hunger cues, their craving cues, their headaches, their physical pain, their sleep patterns, their moods, and all of these other areas in life, they, they actually look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, I can tell, I can, I can literally see in their eyes 
this like glazed over look, even if they're on Zoom, I, I can tell that they're thinking, uh, seriously, Rand, you're not just going to tell me how many calories to eat and how many calories to burn. I mean, I'm hiring you to help me like lose this weight. Why are we talking about my feelings? <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's funny because in my mind, I know what they're thinking, right? And I'm over here while I'm look while I'm talking to them and I can see them looking back at me like I'm a nutball. I'm thinking to myself, gosh, they can just be patient and learn, right? And then I say to them, you've just got to be patient and learn from within. And truthfully, many people, women, especially because that's mostly who I work with, but people in general don't want that. Many people are just not patient with their body. Many people are so stuck in the diet cycle that they truly can't see that there's another way. And I understand. I really, really do. But if I don't point out that they, and maybe you have the answers within, then I'm not being a good coach. If I just hand to you a list of numbers and recipes and say, go for it, then I'm not really doing a very good job. I'm only doing a very small part of the entire equation. And I don't want that. I want you to see that your body and mind are already giving you signals and cues all the time that will help you know exactly what to do. And here's the cool thing though. The women who stick with me and truly trust the process, trust me and trust themselves are rewarded. We build a true unshakable foundation before we start to add the bells and whistles. Without the foundation built and solid, the person will find themselves trying to find the next best fix soon. So even though it's not shiny and exciting, I always start my clients with the basics to build a foundation that is rock solid. Then if they need it, and only if we start to fine tune the grams of protein and the number of workouts and the style of workouts and the, you know, how many, how much fat they need or how many days they need to eat, whatever meal plan, whatever. That's all the fun stuff. And I love that so much, but none of it does any good until you have that solid foundation. Okay. Oftentimes I find the women that are struggling the most with trusting the process are the ones that have other areas of their life that feel out of control or out of balance. The other areas may be relationships, work, maybe it's their work-life balance, financial problems, a sick parent, a sick child, a sick pet, or a child or friend going through a hard time, heartbreak, Okay, and just plain dis dissatisfaction with their life and their lifestyle choices. And the funny thing is that many of these women don't even recognize the fact that they feel this way. And you know why? Well, it's because humans are amazing at numbing our feelings. We either numb or ignore how we feel. We feel so ashamed or sad or mad at our feelings that we are experts at avoiding those feelings altogether. And this is a recipe for disaster when it comes to feeling your best physically. When you're holding on to those feelings, they will just keep getting heavier and heavier and they will continue to knock your stress hormones, science-based here, way out of whack. Okay. That is the technical term out of whack. <laughs> but seriously, when your stress hormones are not in balance and out of, well, out of balance, this is just going to lead to more unhappiness 
possibly more belly fat, more disappointment, more stress, and more searches for quick fixes. So my brother who um, was in the army, retired from the army, he said that one of their punishments was holding like your weapon out in front of you. Okay. I imagine it being like a long like rifle type gun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. This is my imagination. I could be wrong. But anyway, they had to hold it straight out in front of them until they were, until they were told they could lower it. Well, at first, you know, it's not that hard, but as the minutes pass, the gun would feel heavier and heavier, right? So it would be so bad that their shoulders, neck and back would just start to scream at them. Okay. And it would be really hard to keep the weapon out in front of them without wanting to drop it or to lower their arms. Well, or I have another example. He may have told me this too, but I know I do it with my clients, not as punishment, but as an exercise is if you take your arms straight out like a T and then you pretend that you're opening doorknobs, right? You're just like twisting your hands, like you're doing doorknobs. Wow. It doesn't take very long before you just want to drop your arms because your arms just get heavier. You're not even holding anything but your arms just get heavier and heavier and they start to kind of lower. And I'm like, no, get them up there. But no, that's like, it just, oh, again, it's just so heavy and so physically painful, right? Well, emotions and feelings work the same way. The longer you hold on to them, the stronger and heavier they get. The more they weigh you down, the more they drag you down. It takes more and more alcohol or more and more food or more sex or more drugs, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, to numb the feelings. Okay. What then can you do about it? Well, first up, stop ignoring and numbing your pain. Stop pretending everything's okay. Stop acting like your life is full of sunshine and puppies when maybe it's just not. Stop posting on Instagram or Facebook all of your beautiful pictures, your filtered pictures of all the wonderful things in your life. And I hope that you really do have a lot of those things and that's fine, but I want you to really feel them. Okay. Don't just only show that part of yourself to people or only look for that part of other people. Okay. Stop acting like you have no problems and stop acting like you can handle anything your own way. You know, it's okay to admit to yourself that you are not fully super excited all the time about certain areas in your life. Sure, we do need to be grateful for all of the good that we have. I'm not saying that, but just brushing under the rug the parts that you aren't happy with will not help you. So even tough people have issues and emotional feelings that bring them down or hold them back. Okay, instead of pretending you're immune to that, own up to your feelings and face the issues directly. Okay, is it easy? No. Will it be uncomfortable? Absolutely. Yes. Will you want to run away and hide? Possibly. And, but will you be better? Will you be a better, happier person? If you can just face the music, I would say for sure. So my mom, my poor mother, (laughs) I bring her up a lot, don't I? But she was such an example for me in so many ways in so many positive ways and, and so many negative ways too just like I'm doing the same thing to my daughter and just like your mother was to you. And just like, if you're a mother, probably what you're doing to your kids too, whether you mean to or not, like we, we are role models. We show them what they should do and probably what they shouldn't do. And this is just going to keep going on forever. It's just, I think the way it is. So we have the choice to either follow our mother's paths or not, 
or follow the areas that we love about them and change the areas that we feel like they could have been better at. And so I feel like I've really tried to do that. But one thing that my mom, the reason I bring her up is she was really good at acting like she had no emotion. Like she was super tough. Like she was a badass, like nothing bothered her because she was tough and nobody messed with her. And, you know, like she just was really a tough cookie. And that's really admirable. But what's not admirable about it is when you constantly avoid, right, what we're going to talk about, what you need to actually be addressing, this can lead to some really sad areas in your life. So anyway, so let's um, let's take a minute to, uh, I lost track of thoughts because I was talking about my mom, <laughs> but let's take a minute to discuss numbing. Like, what does that even mean? And when you do, like, when you do numb, like, what's wrong with it, right? Like, what's the big deal? Well, numbing is what we do when we want to avoid true emotion. For example, eating when you're not really hungry, okay? Why do we reach for snacks when we aren't hungry? Well, oftentimes it's because we are looking for comfort um, or something to distract us. And food is a very good, easy distraction and literally boosts our happy hormones, making us feel better momentarily. Okay, you can see why eating when you're not hungry can be blocking your weight loss efforts. If you eat to distract your mind instead of facing what you really need emotionally, you will likely overconsume calories and not be able to meet your goal. Okay, so now this is assuming that you are eating because of your emotions. Some people eat because there's food in front of them. So that's obviously not what I'm talking about. But if you constantly find yourself, um, especially in moments of quiet, like if it, let's say it's like mid-afternoon, you're kind of, you know, in a lull in your day as far as like, you're not as busy. Usually mornings are pretty busy. Evenings are pretty busy, but sometimes that mid-afternoon time we get quiet. Things slow down. And at that point, that might be when things, feelings, thoughts start to creep into your mind. And that is when it's just easier to go find something to eat, something that's going to give you comfort, especially something sweet or crunchy, right? Okay. So anyway, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to, to eating food. That is numbing with food. Now, numbing with alcohol is this really the same thing. I hear from women all the time that they drink several glasses of wine most nights, maybe every night. Or maybe it's not wine. Maybe it's gin. Maybe it's, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But they're drinking often. And why? Well, is it because they really like the taste of their alcohol? I mean, maybe. I mean, I love some red wine. I mean, oh, I love it so much that I like to just sit and savor the taste. And is that numbing? No, it's because I really love the taste. Okay. But if you don't and you're just drinking, then you need to really consider this. Okay. So maybe, um, you know, if you're drinking alcohol every single night, it's time, time to start thinking about why. Are you drinking to numb your feelings? Are you drinking to avoid spending time, like quality time with your loved ones? Are you drinking to avoid tough conversations? Are you drinking to avoid being productive? Are you drinking because you think it's relaxing? When I work with women who are ready to face their emotions versus numbing them, 
we find that there is usually something else going on that they have been ignoring and have used alcohol instead to distract them from the true situation. And I'm talking about happy people, talking about, you know, people that I think feel guilt because they don't understand why they're unhappy. They don't, they, they know on the outside, they know that they should be grateful. They know that their house is great. They know that they have a great spouse. They know their kids are great. They know they have a job. They know, they know, but something's not giving that fulfillment. So it's just easier to numb it and deal with it. Okay. So, and, and here's the problem. Here's the problem with that, especially when it comes to body change, since I know a lot of you are here for that aspect is that, like I'm saying, the more you ignore your true feelings, the more, the harder it's going to be to reach your goals because you're still over consuming calories in the wrong amount or the wrong form instead of just truly addressing your emotions. Okay. So how can you address the feelings that you're feeling? Well, of course you need to be honest with yourself and start to investigate what is really going on. It, you know, if you're not really sure, like if you really aren't sure, but you just don't feel, feel fulfilled, then start to assess your relationships. You know, how are they? Are, are they really what you want? And it's okay if it's not like, but you just have to be honest. You have to assess your work environment, your home environment, your support system, and your social group. There's so many things around you that could be affecting you more than you're even realizing. Also, it may be time to face some past issues, some past traumas. And okay, I'm not a therapist, but we can all learn something by looking at our past and past traumas. And it's important to point out that not all traumas are horrible. Um, I follow um, a guy named Justin who says, you know, not all trauma has a capital T. Like some trauma is a small T. You know, some traumas are little things that stick with you for a long time and have a big impact in your life. Okay. Even if you think that they were silly or not worth your time, if it's bothering you, then it's not silly. If it's bothering you, then it's important to address. Okay. And when you can recognize what is really happening, and this may take some time to figure out, okay, or it may be right there sitting in the side of your brain waiting for you to notice it. Okay. But once you recognize what's really happening, then you can decide how you'll move forward with the information. Okay. But without recognizing and being honest with yourself and finding out what is bothering you, I mean, you'll just keep moving through life and keep drinking the wine and keep eating the chocolate, right? Like you have to be really honest with yourself and notice, notice what's going on. So one of my favorite techniques or things to do in these situations, once you, once you know what it is, is to forgive. Okay. So several years ago, this is the topic I've been putting off forgiveness. Several years ago, um, I went to Syracuse, New York for a doTERRA uh, retreat. doTERRA is an essential oil company that I love. And one at like, one point I was trying to build like my business around it. Um, since then, I, I haven't been doing it actively, but I still use essential oils every single day. And occasionally I help people with them. So, I, you know, if you're interested in oils, I'm happy to give you some information. But anyway, I was at this workshop or retreat and it was more like a retreat because we stayed a couple days and it was so amazing. But anyway, we had an entire afternoon dedicated to forgiveness. 
At first, I didn't think it applied to me at all. I mean, I'm a very fortunate person. I have a lot to be grateful for and never want to feel like I don't. Like, I don't want to be a victim. I don't feel like I have like trauma or, you know. And so that day I was like, oh, this will be interesting. You know, I was happy for the information and was excited to learn more. But I was feeling more like I was going to learn it so that I could apply it and help other people with it and how they could use oils to make it better. (laughs) That's literally where my brain was. But I was really surprised to see after all of the lessons that I, like they, they had said things that triggered my mind. Right. And I was really surprised to see that I did have a lot of stuff packed deep down into my heart that needed unpacking. So at the end of the lesson, we all got in this like big circle and, you know, I want you to imagine it, you know, we're in like this, like a conference, what are those, like a, a conference room at a hotel and we all, you know, stand up and get our chairs in a circle and you're like sitting next to your new BFF that you met at your table. You know, you got this whole like thing going on. And when we started this, they were like, okay, we're going to, um, we're going to do a meditation to help you like, un, you know, get unstuck, you know, find those blocks. And we're going to start figuring out what you need to forgive. And I was thinking, oh yeah, this will be interesting, whatever. And being a little, you know, I was being a little stinky about it as far as like, oh, this will whatever, you know. So anyway, um, we're, we start the meditation and we're all like, you know, everyone has their eyes closed and I think we are holding hands maybe, which is weird for me because I don't like to hold other people's hands because I'm a little like, I don't know, like I like people, but I don't want to hold hands very much. Anyway, we're all there. And all of a sudden, like I totally let go of the like, I'm a cool person. And I don't believe this junk, you know, I let go of that. And all of a sudden I just like totally like felt something kind of like shift in me. And I remember like trying so hard to stay strong and not cry. Like, cause I wasn't going to let anyone see me cry. I mean, I am my mother's daughter, right? But finally I just couldn't hold it back anymore. And it was so interesting because I had started, you know, we had our lesson and then we, started this meditation and I was, you know, pretty um, reluctant to let go. And then finally I was like, "Ah, I'll just go with it. And it was amazing. The visions that started flooding in my brain. And I had a lot of visions of like um, my dad and my mom. And I realized that there was a lot of hurt feelings from them, from those two people. I had visions of the day that my, so my mom and dad got divorced and we left I remember the day I was sitting in the back of the station wagon. I'm sure I've mentioned it before because it's a really something big in my head still that I remember. And I remember because I was in the back of the station wagon with the seat, but face backwards. Did you guys have one of those? Like, you know, with the brown panel on the side. I just remember it so well. But anyway, I just remember. I remember that day so well driving off and not really understanding what was going on. And then I had visions of my dad's new family that, you know, I was not a part of. And then I had visions of my mom being sick and I had, and not taking care of herself. And I had a lot of other visions too, that honestly, I don't really want to share in here right now. But my point is, I realized that I had a lot to let go of. You know, I had a lot to forgive so that I could go forward and live my life. I really had no idea that my feelings of grudge and anger were actually affecting many areas of my own life, my marriage, um, 
the trust in my marriage, my relationship with my kids, the relationship I had with my own body image and the relationship I had with food. I didn't know that it was okay to forgive people in situations that hurt you. For some reason, I thought that if I forgave someone for something that they did that was hurtful, that I was saying it was okay that they did it. But that's not really true. Forgiving someone for something that they did is not saying it's okay that they did it. It's just saying that you are no longer going to give them the power over you. The trauma, no matter how big or small, will no longer control you and your actions. Okay. So, you know, here's another myth about forgiveness. Um, A lot of people say, well, you just need to forgive and forget. Like, we'll just get over it basically, right? Well, I disagree with this. I believe it's important to forgive so that you can move on with your life, but it's important to not forget so you don't find yourself in the same situation. Forgetting is setting yourself up for another problem, right? But remembering will give you, will help you rather, become smarter and choose better. It's just another learning moment. It's another growing moment in life. So no, I don't believe you should forgive and forget. I do believe when you're ready and you can face it and really look at the situation that it's important to forgive it, and but remember. And at that point, you have a choice. You have a choice whether you're going to keep the person that maybe hurt you or whatever the situation is in your life, or you can choose not to. Whatever you do, when you forgive the moment, the situation, the person, the place, whatever it is, you are allowing yourself to move on. You are giving yourself back the power and the control of your life and taking it away from that thing, situation that is has been controlling you more than you realize. Okay, so now, of course, there are horrible situations, horrible traumas, okay, in which you may never feel like you can forgive. But I just want to point out to you that, you know, if there is something you have um, that you haven't let go of, you know, maybe it's just time. Maybe it's time to really be honest with yourself, face it, and let it go. And just see, just see, like, how, you know, see how it'll affect you. See how your life can improve without holding all that pain. So if you have weight issues or you're struggling to eat better or stick to an exercise program, take some time to really think about what's going on in your life or in your past that needs to be addressed. And what, what can you forgive? What if you just let go of some hard hurt feelings? What if that is the struggle that you're having? What if that is your problem and not the food you're eating? Or what if these situations that need to be dealt with are the exact reason you can't stop drinking wine or can't you know, stop shoving chocolate in your mouth every day at 3 p.m.? Instead of blaming your metabolism or your thyroid, start to be really honest with yourself and seek out areas in which you can change. Of course, I don't have all the answers for you, but you do. Like, you know, deep down if something is not sitting right with you. Do you have the courage to face it? Do you have the courage to have a conversation? And do you have the courage to forgive? And finally, forgiveness is not just for other people. Okay, it's not just for you to give to other people. It's also very important to forgive yourself. I talk with many people 
who are so upset with themselves for allowing themselves to get overweight or for allowing themselves to get so far off track from where they wanted to be. This self-guilt and constant pressure or constant nagging is not helping the situation, right? We all do the best we can in the moment. And sometimes looking back, we wish we would have made different situations. But at that time, when you made a choice or a decision, that's what you thought was best at the time or else you wouldn't have done it. So you must forgive yourself and others so that you can forge forward. Sure, maybe you've made some poor choices. I mean, I know I have. But if we dwell on them and let them keep us small and stuck, then we will never know our true potential. Okay, that is all I have today. I really could have kept going with this and I might continue it in another episode um, because this really opened up so many, you know, a can of worms, so to speak. Anyway, I hope that you can take this information today and just spend a few minutes right now to think about it. If you're feeling held back, if you're feeling unfulfilled, or if you're feeling like you want more out of your life, what is it? What's holding you back? Be honest. Like, you don't have to tell anyone, right? Like, be honest with yourself, okay? What can you forgive so that you can get unstuck and strive and feel happier in your life? Do you need to forgive yourself? And if you do, how can your life look different, okay, if you decide to forgive yourself? As always, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and your family. And if you're feeling up to it and you're using Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful for your rating and review. I hope that you have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.